0: Thank you very much. I told Mrs. Brown this morning, I said, I know you ain't coming back tonight because you're going to watch the Bucks. She said, Now, preacher, don't do that to me. You know I can't come back because I can't drive at night. (laughs) Oh, man. But I like to have fun with people. I, uh, as a friend of mine told me while I go on the phone, and uh, uh, Trump called a, a Dr. Jeffries from Atlanta, uh, First Baptist Church of uh, not Atlanta, uh, Dallas, and talked to him just before the election. And uh, he went uh, and uh, Jeffries went over. He said the very same scriptures that we preached on this morning. It's <laughs> amazing to me, but. Uh, God's waking up some people in this country right now. And I really believe that. And it's, I believe we're going to have a great revival in this country because of it. I'm sure praying so. And what is on everybody's mind is, uh, can it go so far? Uh, I heard one of our congressmen say that he is not worried about Biden. He's not worried about, and he named two or three, close in them. He said, I'm worried about God. He said, that's what troubles me. is what God might do to this country if we don't turn it around and get back to God. And I appreciate that congressman standing before the nation and saying that. I want to show you something tonight, if I can, please, about this thing. Uh, going too far. And it sure does seem like it sometime, but if you would please turn me. Let's start in Genesis chapter 6. I'm going to read verse 1. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wise of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that it is also flesh, yet his day shall be a hundred and twenty years. Pray with me, please. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll let the Holy Spirit speak through us tonight to each heart that's here. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was thrilled, like Brother Barry said, about the crowd that's come this morning. And it's been coming in the last couple of weeks. And uh, I pray, and I want you to pray with me that these people keep coming. But uh, I was thinking about these verses of Scripture. And notice in verse 3, and the verse says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with men." Now go with me to Genesis chapter 7. Man. Genesis chapter 7. And I want to read, especially in just a few verses, uh, verse ten. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. Now look in um, chapter six. I mean chapter seven, verse sixteen. And they went in, went in, male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. I'd like to read all the way down through verse 24 if you don't mind. And the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased, and bare up the ark, and it was lifted up above the earth. And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth. And the ark went up on the face of the waters, and the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven, were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowls and of cattle and of beasts, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life, of all that was in the dry land, died and every living substance was destroyed which was upon the face of the ground both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowls and the fowl of the heaven and they were destroyed from the earth and Noah only remained alive and they that were with him in the ark. and his waters prevailed upon earth a hundred and fifty days now go into Mark chapter 3 Mark chapter 3, I want to read verse 28 and verse 29. Read, I say unto you, All sins shall be forgiven unto the sons of men, and blasphemies, wherewith they shall blaspheme. But he that shall blaspheme against the Holy Ghost hath never forgiveness, but is in danger of eternal damnation. I pray tonight that you'll see this awfulness and uh, the awfulest thought that has ever crossed my mind is the fact that man can cross a certain line that God says that's enough. And he cannot be saved from there. There are three sins God will never forgive. In these verses we've just read Uh, there are people who can go beyond God's saving grace. They can go beyond the place they can ever be saved. Now, I do believe this. In God's grace, God wants everybody to be saved. If any man doesn't get saved, you keep this in mind, it's not God's fault. It's man's fault. If a man won't come to God, God's giving him every opportunity to be saved. I'll show you that in a few minutes. But if he won't come to God, it's his fault, not God's. But when you deny that God is a certain place and you say over and over in your heart, then the devil enters and he will blind your mind and God says, that's enough. Now, in Genesis chapter 6, verse 3, and the Lord said, My spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, will not always strive with man. Now, we know primarily here in this verse, the Lord is basically talking about the people in Noah's day. Note now, these people, uh, sin, had become so great, their rejection of the Holy Spirit's conviction of sin in their lives was withdrawn. And once this was done, they had crossed over God's deadline. Now, I know many women today who I've personally talked to about Christ, and they shed blood for their sins, and they will not repent, although you talk to them about it, make it plain to them, they will not confess the Lord is Savior. Now, uh, they harden their necks, and get this, they harden their hearts. God didn't harden their heart. God, uh, He allows them to harden their hearts. And God has His plan of salvation, His Christ, and His Holy Spirit's conviction power. They trample God's grace under their feet. They trample Jesus' blood under their feet. They never give God a thought. They reject every effort of winners to uh, win them to Jesus. Jesus said, No man cometh unto the Father except the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, draweth him. So when a lost sinner has the Holy Spirit taken from them, there's no power to draw them to God then. The work of the Holy Spirit is wooing men and women to Christ Jesus. I I, I, get, I get really troubled sometimes when I'm preaching because I can see the Holy Spirit dealing with people. And it really troubles me when the Holy Spirit is dealing with people and they will not make a response to the Holy Spirit. They just sit there and I'm not going to do it. They determine in their heart they're not going to do it. But you can see the Holy Spirit dealing with them Now, the work of the Holy Spirit is wooing men to God. And when the Spirit has been sinned against to the extent that God takes the the Spirit away in conviction, then that person commits the unpardonable sin. He is forever lost. Remember this now. God has said, Today, if any man hear my voice, harden not your hearts. Again, God has said, Come now, let us read together, saith the Lord. God always deals with souls of men in the today, right now, never later, never tomorrow. He's talking about right now. When God deals with you, He wants you right now. Alright? Now, the second thing I want you to hear, see, uh, the instance of the unpardonable sin is sending away your day of grace. Now, go back to Genesis, and I'll show you what I'm talking about. Because it's very important... That we see some things that's written here. In Genesis chapter 7, verse 10. Verse 10. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And now, uh, chapter 7, I'm sorry. In chapter 7, and look at verse 10. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. Now, I want you to think with me for just a minute. Look at verse 16. And they that went in, went in, male and female, of all flesh, as God had commanded him. And the Lord shut him in. Verse 21. Verse 21. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and cattle and beasts, and every creeping thing that creeped on the earth, and every man. Now you think about this just a minute. God had told Noah to preach to everybody there for 120 years. He preached. The wrath of God is coming. Get in the boat. That's the whole thing. Did you know that's the very message that we preach today? Same message. Get in Christ Jesus, or you're going to perish. Just that simple. Get in the boat, or you're going to perish. Think about it. He only had one sermon to preach for 120 years. And now the boat is built. It's standing there before everybody can see that thing sitting there. And God yet waited seven days. That's grace. In the Bible, 7 speaks of the grace of God. Him waiting seven days later, by the grace of God, one, God, one day God told Noah that man was upon the face of the earth would be destroyed. God also told Noah to prepare and build an ark. For 120 years, Noah built that ark and preached and warned people of the coming destruction and no one to believe his preaching except his family. Now notice God gave the instruction on how to be saved or how to not be destroyed. The flood was coming. Noah built uh, as God instructed him. That ship was built exactly why God told him to do. Uh, In other words, God sends us His Word. This is an instruction book. Exactly what God wants you to do is written in this book. All right. Notice how the ark was built in such a way that it represented Christ. Number one, the ark was three stories high. That speaks of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Uh, you say, preacher, I can't understand that. Neither could Noah understand a three-story boat. But he believed and he built it The ark had one door. This door was to be placed in the side of the ark. Now notice the Bible says in the book of John, from the side of Jesus, pierced side, blood and water came forth. It's only through the blood of Jesus Christ that any sinner can be saved in. Jesus said, I am the door, the life and the way. If any man come to the Father, he must come by me. John 14, verses 1-6. There are many ways it seems right unto man to go to heaven. But Jesus is the only door to heaven. Thirdly, the ark had only one window. And it was overhead. That is, looking up. Our salvation comes from above. Not from below. Not of men. Not of works. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It comes from God. Now, another reason for this overhead window was Noah never saw the flood. Noah never saw the wrath of God. Noah could only look up. Noah never saw one drop of water after it fell upon the earth. He saw it as it came down. He saw the coming judgment, but he never saw the waters in the destruction. You know what all that talks about? I'm not going to go through the tribulation of God then. Amen? I'm not going to see this mess. Somebody told me a while ago, I forgot who it was talking about, that somebody had a sermon that they wrote a book of how to survive in the tribulation period? I'll tell you how to survive in the tribulation period. Get saved before it gets here. Amen? Amen. <laughs> and then you don't go into it. It's just that simple. Now, listen to me. Notice the second mention of the unpartable sin. In Genesis 7, verses 9 and 10. Notice there were seven days after Noah and his family and all the beasts, two by two, in a door before the flood came everybody still had seven days more to come in. But they did not. That was God's grace. Now you think about it for just a minute. Here's millions that I believe, and when that water started coming down, remember this, they never seen the rain before. they never rained before. And, and here it was, and all of a sudden it starts coming, and they remembered that Noah said, the wrath of God is coming by a flood. And they, and they walked around. For seven days, they still could have got in that boat. But He didn't do it. And then when the door is shut, can't get in no more. God shut the door. Now go with me to Proverbs for just a minute. The book of Proverbs, please. And I want you to look with me, please, in chapter 1. Proverbs 1. And look with me in verse 23. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my Spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called, and you refused, I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. But you have said it not all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. I I, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. Then shall they call upon me, and I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. Now, I don't care how you read that, any way you want to. But I know one thing, you can come to the place, if you reject God's grace enough, then you harden your own heart and the preacher can preach, and you can read the Bible to them, a person that's got a hard heart, uh, you can do everything in the world you want to. And then when they hardened heart, when they got heart is hardened, uh, you just will be told inside the house, because they're not going to listen to it. They rejected that last call, and God shut the door. They crossed the deadline, and they shall die in their sin without hope, and without God. Then notice, as long as you're here, as long as you will hear God's Word, as long as you will let God's Spirit deal with you, there's still hope. I know that I led an elderly man to the Lord, and the first thing, he he was 97 years old, I'll never forget it, in a home, and and the wife of the man said, you think he really got saved at 97 years old? Why, he lived like the devil all his life. And he didn't live for God. He'd never done anything for God. And yet you think he got saved? I said, I oh, know he did. Amen. He got saved the same way I did. Amen. Called upon the Lord and the Bible says he got saved. Amen. Listen to me. As long as you will turn your heart to God, God will meet you. And God will save you whole. The third instance of the unpardonable of sin is found in Mark chapter 20, uh, 3 now. And I want you to look at it, Mark chapter three, and look with me in verse twenty-eight and verse twenty-nine again. Read I say unto you, all sins, notice that, shall be forgiven unto the sons of men and blasphemies, soever they shall blaspheme, but he that shall blaspheme against the Holy Ghost has never forgiveness, but is in danger of eternal damnation. Blaspheming is with the tongue. Now watch. Here's a case. When a person says with their tongue, I don't believe there is a God. I don't believe that Jesus of Nazareth is God's Son. I don't believe the small, still voice that's dealing with me is the Holy Spirit of God. And if you will not allow the Holy Spirit to draw you to Christ in for salvation, who are you going to go to? Who are you going to go to? The devil can't save you. The devil's crowd can't save you. Man can't save him. So if you won't come to God, who are you going to go to? Because John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, the Bible makes it very plain that Jesus is the only way. And again, the Bible says there is none other name known under heaven whereby men must be saved. If you reject God's instruction, His Word... If you reject God's Son, God's plan of salvation, if you reject the wooing of the Holy Spirit to come to Jesus, you shall be forever lost in your sin. Why? Because there's no other way to heaven. And hell awaits. And it's just that simple. And I wish people to understand what's going on in this world right now, that when people (coughs) reject the Lord Jesus Christ enough, they get a hard heart. And they'll do things that you couldn't even imagine man would do. And yet they think it's alright to do it. And I believe, like the Bible says in the last days, that uh, men is going to go against God. And thinking, they're doing God a favor. And thinking, they're doing right. You think about it for just a minute. Did you ever think you'd see the day they closed church houses? But they think they're doing right. Amen? Setting apart and setting everything else in the world. And yet they'll open up bars. They'll open up everything in the world, but not churches. Not going to let you come to church, buddy. Why? Because they think they're doing you good. And they think they're going to persuade you not to worship God, His way to get to heaven. And they think that they're doing good. Why? Because their heart's hardened. They've been sworn, they've been talked to, and they do not want God to rule in their life. I want God to rule in my life. I really do. I want Him to convict me, and I want Him to rule and reign in my life. And I want to be able always to say, Yes, Lord, Thy will be done. Amen. It's just that simple. Will you stand with me, please? Heavenly Father, it's so good to be in this place, and I'm so thankful, Lord, for Your people that comes and and just wants to worship You in spirit and in truth in Your house with Your people. Thank You for that. Lord, we ask You to go with us out of this place. Always make our hearts tender towards You. Let the Holy Spirit deal with us through Thy Word. Let us love Your Word and love You as best we know how. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Turn to page 12, please. Page 12.